It's the Bomber Brothers Podcast with Ryan and Sean Chichester. Swung on and driven to deep left. Toward the line, she is gone. Aaron Judge lined one right down the line. Swung on and lined to right center field. It is a base hit. Grounding third, scoring kind of from left off. And the Yankees win the ball game with two in the bottom of the ninth. Hit in the air to left center. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It's a grand slam. Oh, a Stantonian home run. Talking all things Yankees baseball. Hello, everybody. Good morning. And, well, not that great of a morning if you're a Yankee fan listening to this podcast, but it is the Bomber Brothers again to react to another series. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the Bomber Brothers podcast brought to you by WFAN and Odyssey for new episodes twice a week. And we are recapping a series loss to the Reds. Sean, I know that you, uh, you're you you're pretty worked up about this one. It's certainly frustrating. The Yankees were, you know, a couple outs away from sweeping this series, but instead they lose two out of three. They've now dropped four out of five. We knew hurdles would be coming in a 162-game season, even for a historic team like this Yankees group, but a little frustrating when that hurdle happens to a team like the Reds, who are among the, the worst in all of baseball. Yeah, I mean, it's it's frustrating and I'm aggravated, but I mean, it, it's not just that guys are going into slumps like Aaron Judge in you know the last week has had like a 592 OPS. I know he had a home run last night, but I mean, Donaldson, aside from the two first two games at Fenway has been terrible. Gallo is a non-factor. I mean, when the, when the Yankees put up three runs in the first game of the series against the Reds, I mean, I know Holmes has like the weird ninth inning in game one and, and, you know, Peralta almost got out of it. He made a terrible pitch on Owen two there uh, that for, for the go ahead hit the tying and go ahead hit. But I, I mean, when you score three runs against the, you're just asking for trouble and, and the offense goes quiet after what the third inning there. And, and they're terrible. Like it's judges in a slump right now and that's hard to overcome. But when everybody else is playing like, trash like that's also not great like you're getting carpenter torres and what like kind of some some production out of lemayhew the last week other than that the team's not really doing very well and, and hicks was was one of those two when he, he gets hurt in the first game luckily it's just a contusion but i thought all around it was a terrible performance um you know, by the, by the Yankees uh, lineup. I know, I know they scored seven runs in the middle game and they scored six runs in the last game, but the inconsistency and the way that they were go quiet, like dead quiet for innings at a time, like, you know, they, they scored five runs in the third inning of the middle game and then they didn't score again until the eighth, you know, they, they needed to push ahead that, that one run to even force that to extras. And then they went on a wild pitch the team can't just be Aaron judge. They, they need other guys to step up Gallo. I'm tired of watching you play. The only way he can get on base is if the other pitcher can't throw strikes to him. Like I, I don't want to see him anymore. Once Hicks is healthy again, I want Hicks judge and Stanton in the outfield. And I want Carpenter at DH. You could stick Carpenter in right field when, when, um, Stanton needs a break. I, I'm done with Gallo. He's terrible. And IKF, Dude, what the hell? I thought he was supposed to be a good fielder. This put 50-year-old Derek Jeter out, out there instead of him. He's terrible, IKF. By the way, we're going to have Randy Wilkins on who directed the Derek Jeter documentary next week. That just reminded me. But IKF, I know he got a hit 
last night in the 10th inning to keep the game alive. But all he does is hit little bleeders and bloopers. He doesn't have any power. He He's a no-glove, no-hit shortstop. What the hell? Why did they? He's terrible. Yeah, there's there's a large contingency of of Yankee fans that that really ride for IKF, and it, it kind of confuses me. I don't know. Maybe there's like this. Sometimes I feel like there's a large group of fans that feel like they can relate more to you know, the, the quote unquote little guy who just does the little things. Cause you know, fans obviously can't relate to 450 foot home runs, like guys like, like Stanton hit, but I mean, other it's great that IKF doesn't strike out. I mean, he's one of the best in the league in terms of whiff percentage and strikeout percentage, but he's also one of the worst in the league in pretty much every other offensive category. He is literally in the bottom first percent of barrel percentage. Like you said, when he makes contact, it is not hard hit. He's among the worst in the league in hard hit percentage. He's among the worst in the league in outs above average. When we were told that he was a very strong shortstop, I think we're realizing now that he fared a lot better when he was playing third base with Texas and shortstop is is not seeming to be his his best position, which isn't isn't a crazy surprise since he was, you know, a converted catcher. He's, he's just not, he's not a good, he's not a good defender at shortstop. So he's got some speed and he can make contact, but when he makes contact, it's so soft that it doesn't really make a difference. I mean, and, and then he doesn't, he doesn't draw walks either to, to get on base and make that speed a factor. He's in the 18th percentile in the league in, in walk rate too. So Right now, the combination of IKF is doesn't get on base, doesn't strike out great, but he also doesn't hit the ball hard, and he also doesn't play very good defense. And then the result is a 629 OPS at the plate and very, very underwhelming defensive numbers at shortstop. And, I mean, you know, you can make the argument, well, this is still a notable upgrade from Torres at shortstop last year. Yeah, that's great, but that's also setting the bar basically on the floor because Torres was so so poor at shortstop last year. So I'm I'm with you. I I do not understand how there is this large corner of the fan base that is so quick to defend IKF when really he's he had that nice little spurt in the towards the beginning of the season after a terrible start to the season. Then he really got going at the plate. And has done pretty much nothing ever since. I mean, he had a, he had a big day in the middle game of this three game set to help the Yankees get a win that they turns out they desperately needed because they dropped the other two. But overall, I mean, IKF's been bad. And I also think, like you were you were mentioning about the offense as a whole, how they can't just rely on Judge. Obviously, there are other other bats that have stepped up this year. It's, it just you, you can't have one guy producing if you have the best record in baseball Torres is having a good year Rizzo should have been an all-star Stan is an all-star so you have these guys that are producing but I think also the pitching was performing at such a high level up until the last couple weeks where they were able to mask some of this stuff from the offense because really you know you have Donaldson who's been pretty bad all year you have Hicks who has struggled all year up until up until lately and again can't believe he he dodged a real bullet by just a shin contusion because that looks really bad. Um, Trevino has really fallen off. Gallo has been terrible all year. So there's a there's been a there's a few parts of this Yankee lineup that you really haven't gotten much production out of all year. I mean, the left side of the infield's basically been a non-factor with Donaldson and IKF 
in terms of offense this year. So now that some of the starting pitching is coming back down to earth and which we've seen of late too, the, the bullpen has been faltering a bit. I think now those holes in the lineup are becoming uh, more and more glaring. Right. And that's the thing. If the bullpen isn't perfect and look, it's last week, they've been so far from perfect. I shouldn't even use that word, but when the bullpen's not good, the, the Yankees lineup when judge isn't clicking is is not not enough and yeah and yeah Stanton has he he gets a pass from me he's had a couple a couple really big home runs in the last week um so so he gets he gets a pass from me but I mean it, it's it's been terrible and you know I I do not like the way Loizaga was deployed last night I thought that was a huge mistake he definitely looked like someone who was not I was shocked when I saw he was activated and not Herman. Um, shocked. And he, he looked like a guy that needed another rehab start. He wasn't getting a lot of swings and misses. He had a little, couple problems with his control. Um, and, and his inability to put a guy away wound up costing them the game because if he doesn't give up that hit that drives in two runs, um, you know, that the Yankees probably win that game. And again, with the offense, like they don't, they score one run after what the fourth inning that I say in the middle game, if they do that, then they don't have to play a 10th inning and they don't have to burn King for a second day in a row. It's all, it's all connected. The offense's inability to pull away in some of these games, then brings it. You have to use your high leverage guys. Then when you are in a tight game, the next game, your high leverage guys are burnt out. So offense needs to pick it up. Donaldson has been terrible. Like his first two games at Fenway, I was like, all right, this is, he's going to get on a heater here. He's been trash since then. I mean, it's been for, for what five games? I, it's been terrible since then. It's yeah. Uh, you 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 thought that the Reds would be a little bit of a, a launching pad for for some mm-hmm. of these guys and Donaldson included, especially since it looked like he was heating up at Fenway and a couple games before that he seemed yeah. to be getting his his power stroke back. But you know, aside from aside from Thursday night when Castillo was on the mound, I mean the the um the pitching matchups were slanted in the Yankees favor. They had, they had minor on Wednesday, they erupt for five runs and you think, okay, let's it's tack on mode. Let's rest our relievers. We are probably going to need them for a tight game with Castillo on the mound the next day. And then they go completely quiet until the eighth inning when they get the, uh, the porch job by Stanton and then they win it in the 10th on, on a wild pitch. So that was, that was a little underwhelming. And then you mentioned, you mentioned game one when it seemed like they were going to do the same thing, three runs in the first three innings, and then they don't score again the rest of the game, despite despite the fact that they had um, who's the, a Graham Ashcraft on, on the mound. And then against the Reds' terrible bullpen, they managed in four innings, four base runners, two hits and two walks. In the yeah, last and the, and the Reds' bullpen is very bad, one of the worst in the league. But, the yeah, the Yankees weren't able, weren't able to do anything. You have – you had the Holmes meltdown, which, you know, it's, I don't know. He gets a pass from me. Yeah. What, what could you really say other than he gets a pass? He's been absolutely incredible all year. He bounced back his next time on the mound. And, you know, I think it was brought up. Maybe it was tough to grip that sinker when it's so hot and humid out. But luckily, you won't really have to worry about heat and humidity too much down the stretch. So I'm not too concerned about about homes to just I mean, July is only halfway over. Then you have all of August. Yeah. But the Yankees also have a 13 game lead. I'm sure he can, uh, I'm sure he can figure things out if that's, if that was indeed the issue, but 
I mean, too many people are getting hung up hung up on Holmes having one really rough night when when the real story is the Yankees did absolutely nothing against a Reds bullpen that came in after the fifth inning. I I agree. Uh, like Holmes gets a pass for me, and Judge has been horrible the last week and a half, I'd say. But he gets a pass for me too because he carried not carried, but you know he he dominated for for three months. So he gets pass he gets a pass for me. Um, everybody else is on, is on alert. And, and I'm, I'm looking at Donaldson and IKF guys that have not had that moment of carrying the team. Like Rizzo was super hot in April and really helped, uh, help them get, get off on the right foot. And then he had a pretty good June. Um, and, and, you know, Stanton's had, had some, had some pretty consistent production in terms of power. I know the average has fluctuated. Uh, Glaber's had, had, you know, a couple streaks here and there, but, I mean, you know, when you have Donaldson, like like you said, the whole left side of the infield has been horrible. You're getting nothing out of them. And and that's a problem. I I mean, I don't know. Play DJ a third and and Torres at second. I don't want to lose Torres' bat out of the lineup right now. I also don't want to take DJ's bat out of the lineup right now. So I, I think the lineup they had last night, DJ at third, Glaber at second, that that's the way to go. And Amaru Gonzalez hasn't exactly been the answer at short. Thank goodness they got Tyler Wade. This is starting to feel more and more like 2021. We got pitchers getting hurt. We got terrible losses late. The offense is is going quiet. And we got Tyler Wade back. It just feels just like 2021 again. In the span of a week, we went went from feeling good to feeling like 2021. I'm obviously kidding. They won over 60 games, and we're not even at the All-Star break yet. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely concerning. And the fans did a piss poor job last night. Y'all shame on yourselves. It's a one one game, tense moment in the ball game, and you're doing the wave. Why did you even pay to go? Why did you even? Go? What about the people that want to watch what's going on? But you want to do the wave, stand up and sit down. You went to a baseball game, stand up and sit down on the couch if you want to do that. Come on. I don't think the wave would be as effective from a couch, but no, I, I don't like seeing the it's wave. It's effective either. at making the Yankees do every time they do the wave in a big spot, some bad shit happens. And if Red Sox fans, when I was at Fenway, were doing the wave in a tight game, then so I forget the Yankees pulled ahead or something. And I turned to my wife and I said, see, because the Fenway fans were doing the wave. And then the same thing happened to the Yankees. They stopped doing the wave. You hear that? Yeah, you hear that plea, Yankee fans. Stop doing the wave. But I also think it's important to keep some some things in perspective. I know you about noted. the wave. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I, know, I know you noted it at the end of of your uh, of your little little rant there. But this, you know, a week a week of tough games, or not even a week of tough games, and trading for Tyler Wade does not mean we're back in in 2021. This is a Yankees team that's still 13 games in first place. They've they've awarded themselves the luxury of you know going through some of these slumps that turn out to be relatively inconsequential. Now, of course, if Severino's out for an extended period of time, then it does become a little more consequential because that's just injuries. It's not in terms of their performance, but but the Yankees have given themselves the opportunity to still have a comfortable lead even when they hit some speed bumps. So as I don't know, as poorly as they played, they were two swings away from sweeping this series. So that's something you can take away from it. But obviously there's a lot more bad than good when you lose two or three of the Reds and the offense is so so quiet for for the series. But I think it's also important to remember that this team has easily the best record in baseball is 13 games 
ahead in a division where every single team is above 500 and is easily the best division in the league. So, yeah, it sucks. Losing to the Reds sucks, but the Yankees have also given themselves the luxury of playing poorly and still having a huge lead. I mean, think of late in 1998 when they were losing games to the Rays and they had that, what, 12 and 16 stretch in the final month of the season and still ran away with everything. So it it happens. I'm I'm willing to move on and let it go and, and look ahead to Boston. But no, in the moment watching it, obviously I was I was pissed off. Yeah, I mean, I was too, obviously. Couldn't sleep after the first game just because it's like, man, you had them. The one thing I will say, one positive, Cole and Cortez both looked very good. So that's yep. a good sign, uh, especially for Nestor. Um, the Severino injury, they say it's a low-grade latch strain, so hopefully that isn't too bad. But we've seen lat stuff kind of hang around. It's tricky with the back, so who knows. But at least it's no – shoulder or elbow injury, which he's had, you know, issues with. So we, you know, that I'll take a positive away in that it's a lat. Hopefully he rests his back up. And well, he uh, had a, he had a lat strain in 2019 and that sat him down for a while. He was shut down yeah, six weeks, I believe, but that was a grade two strain. This is yeah. a low grade strain. So yes, hopefully it's with the all-star break coming up. Hopefully he winds up just and that might not be the worst thing because he's putting more mileage on his arm this year than he has since 2018. So, you know, maybe, uh, maybe that's not the worst thing, but you know, I, I know they have a huge lead in the division, but I also want to finish first in the league because I want home field advantage, especially if we have to play the Astros, if we play the Astros in the regular season and we lose a couple games, like we lost to the Reds, it's like, okay, we were right there. The games could have gone either way. I'm fine with that. But then when you do that against a team like the Reds, that to me is just like, I can't, I can't go home and be like, well, we played them well. You know, it's just, it's not, it's not good enough for me. And, and, you know, I, I want to like the Astros are only three back now, I think, in the loss column. And I want to make sure we finish ahead of them because I don't want to have to play game six and seven in Houston like we had in 2017 and 2019. I want those games to be at Yankee Stadium. That's really important, in my opinion. Um, so I hope that the Yankees kind of get it together. They get something fixed on offense. Like I said, I want to see Glaber and DJ in the lineup as much as possible. Donaldson, you are now a guy that goes in when people need rest. And the same thing for Gallo. I want to see Carpenter in the lineup almost every day, especially he hits righties and lefties against everybody. I, I don't want to see Gallo. I want to see Carpenter making sure he's getting plenty of playing time. And I want DJ and Glaber not to take a backseat to anybody uh, moving forward. And I hopefully get a little more consistent offense out of that and, and Hicks coming back. But, um, you know, I think, if you want to move on, I think there's definitely some areas where we we saw the, the team can Im- improve. Yeah, absolutely. And again, you're listening to the Bomber Brothers. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. But yes, good good transition into where they can improve. I think you got an up close and personal look of of where they could improve with Luis Castillo on on the mound last night. And I mean, he looked terrific. No hit the Yankees through through five innings, which was I think the seventh time the Yankees have gone into the sixth inning without having a hit, which it's pretty crazy to think that they're four and three now in those situations. So they actually have a winning record when they're no hit through five innings. That's pretty wild. But uh, anyway, Castillo, terrific last night. He's been terrific since 
coming back from the IL this year, seven innings, two hits, one run last night that dropped his ERA down to two seven seven. And he has 82 strikeouts and 78 innings. The numbers are all there. You had, um, you had Heyman reporting last night that the Yankees are considered to be one of the two favorites, quote unquote, to land Castillo. The other being the Dodgers because they're in on every big trade deadline acquisition every year. Must be nice. And they and Heyman also reported that the Yankees have made it clear that Volpe and Peraza will not be offered in trade packages. So, Sean, what did you think of seeing Castillo, who comes in a day after the Yankees lose Severino to injury while Tyone's been struggling? Cortez bounced back, but he's regressed a bit. So I think you can certainly make the argument that I mean, you can make the argument even if Cortez and Tyone were pitching fine because you, you never can have enough starting pitching. But I mean, what, what do you think on adding an arm like Castillo who would be, I mean, Cole, Castillo, Severino to start a playoff series? That, that, that's pretty damn good. I wanted Castillo before the game started. After the sixth inning, I really wanted him. And then after the seventh, I was like, I got to have him have to the way that he handled the umpire blowing that call to load the bases and to come back and just blow LeMahieu away who by the way has had some trouble with with catching up to fastballs here and there it's kind of weird like you ever see he yeah. gets like into these at bats where he's just behind on the fastball it's, it, it's and it's it's random but it's like for three straight pitches he'll look late and the next time he comes up he'll, but anyway no, the, I I thought he was amazing last night, uh, and I loved his demeanor. Like that is the kind of attitude you want on a on a team going for a championship. The way that he's able to uh, just just stick to his performance and have a good time and and not let anything bother him. Like that seems like the perfect attitude for pitching in New York, if you ask me. Umpire blows a call. He doesn't care. He comes back. He's like not laughing about it, but he's like, "We're good. I'm just going to get the next guy out." Goes out, strikes out Lemayhew. Like freaking great job by him. Dominates a good lineup that that's struggling, but in a you know in Yankee Stadium, which is relatively hitter friendly, not as much as people think. But um, yeah, I, I thought he was great. I think the Yankees should definitely go after him. Um, I think that they should give up what it takes to get him, especially if they're going up against uh, you know the Dodgers, which who we know are going to be super aggressive. Don't prospect hug. Don't be like, oh, we need to save X player because in three years we're going to have – go after the championship now. If you have Cole and uh, Castillo at the top of your rotation going into a playoff series and then you get one of Nestor or Sevi to be like what they can be, that's dominant. I mean, if Nestor bounces back to being Nestor again in the second half, can you imagine that trio? Or even if Sevi comes back healthy, Sevi was one of the most reliable pitchers for last month. He was p- p- pitching amazing before he got hurt. Like, don't his his performance in the beginning of the middle game shouldn't bother you because he was pitching hurt. Dude, can you imagine a rotation of freaking Cole, Castillo, Sevi, and then uh, Cortez as your four in the playoffs? That's amazing. Go do that. Like, do it right now, and then you that that'll help mask that'll help rest the bullpen. It'll help mask some of your other issues. Yankees go and do that because to me, there's not a lot of other areas they can help their team. I don't think they're going to trade for a catcher. They have technically an all-star catcher, although he might've got, oh, he has like what, five hits in his last three games. 
Yeah. Um, first, I mean, you know, we talk about Trevino slumping, yeah. but it's not the same as talking yeah. about IKF. And yeah. And but, Trevino well, is yeah. an elite defender, which you need behind the plate. So if he doesn't mm-hmm. hit much, I'm, I'm not too worried yeah. about it. Like you have an in-house solution in LeMahieu for, for Donaldson, but there is no solution out there for a shortstop. I, I don't know who they could, who they could, Iglesias, that doesn't excite me. And then with Ben Intendi not getting vaccinated, like, I'm sorry, just as a baseball decision, you can't take that risk because you might have to go to Toronto in the playoffs. Yeah, so and you, go you and have, load up on, on your rotation. And you've got six more in, in Toronto, the rest, the rest of this uh, series. And they're going to be a team that, I mean, supposedly, I know they're like 15 and a half back now and they, and they um, lost again, but they're uh they're a team that you're theoretically going to be trying to keep, keep buried in, in the division. So those are games you're going to want to win. So uh, yeah, the report is again from Heyman that the Yankees are now unlikely to pursue Benintendi. I think that makes a ton of sense because when you have the best record in baseball, your primary focus now is shifting to the playoffs and obviously keeping that spot atop the division. But once you get to the playoffs and one of the teams you might be facing, you're not going to have that player for, half of half of the series then it doesn't make sense but back back to castillo i agree i think he's a no-brainer um not not one for prospects hugging either whoever it takes prospects are incredibly volatile you have no idea what they're going to become even if they're doing great at triple a right now so i'm totally fine with parting with any of them to get a pitcher who we know can pitch at an all-star level already in, in the major leagues and pretty much show that he has no problem pitching at Yankee stadium either. So that was, that was huge. Uh, Frankie Montas is another potential trade candidate. I know he's with the A's who Cashman has plenty of experience dealing with, um, but he also just had a start delayed because of some injury concerns. So I don't know what that's going to do to his market, but he's been strong three, two, six, ERA this year, but I, th- I think Castillo is is the golden goose if you're trying to get a rotation upgrade, and then yeah. and then maybe maybe the bullpen. I mean, you, you I know you have Loaiza coming back. I agree with you. I thought that was a peculiar decision to bring him back for the first time in a tie game in the eighth inning. But I mean, if if he comes back and he could be anything like he was last year, could get Britain back down the stretch. I think people forget how reliable he's been since signing his deal. With the Yankees, even though a lot of people just have the Field of Dreams game fused into their minds, but the Yankees could get some internal upgrades at bullpen. They can't get that from their starting pitching or for the outfield. So I think those should be the the two main focuses. But yeah, after last night, get me Castillo. Yeah, I I think the go all in on, on Castillo. Um, don't do the 2017 thing the 2019 thing where you go and you get like the second or third best option available because this, this guy's dominant. You don't want to be sitting there in October and rolling out Frankie Montas when you could be rolling out Castillo. That's just, you know, that that's just what's good, what it's going to be. So don't, don't try to get cute, pay what it takes to get him because you can't upgrade it short. And I don't know. I don't see a, a, um, a slam dunk option in the outfield. I almost am more inclined. Like I said, I want Carpenter playing. I mean, at this point, would you rather have Carpenter or Benintendi in the lineup? I'd rather have Carpenter. 
And I mean, it's been doing it for a while now, man. He's not been great as a pinch hitter, but every time he starts, he puts up. He's been incredible. Like, hey, could it could it end tomorrow? Absolutely, it could. But let's let's roll it out. I think I have urgency on the starting pitching front. The outfield front, I, I would go, I would go and steal today. Outfield front, I would let it play out a little bit more. Hicks has proven to be a productive player when healthy. He just has not been healthy since 2018. Maybe he's finally starting to feel it again. See if see if this last couple of weeks has been a fluke or if Hicks has really gotten the power back in that wrist and he's hitting again. I think that's that could be a huge internal solution. And then playing Carpenter more as well. If after two weeks you feel like you need more from your outfield, then you can start exploring options, maybe making a big trade for, you know, um, for another outfielder, but don't, you know, you, unfortunately, if, if Ben and is, is choosing not to get vaccinated, then the Yankees have to choose not to pursue him because that's going to affect their, um, it could affect them in the playoffs, not just in, um, not just in the regular season as well. So uh, I, I feel much more urgency on the starting pitching front, the relievers, you, you kind of hope some of these guys figure it out. Like one of Chapman or Loisaga hopefully can figure out how to become their, their former selves. I know, uh, you know David Robertson's floating out there as a trade target. He's been pretty good. He's been this great season. this season. Uh, can you imagine a third, a third time with D Rob that he just brings, he just brings good feelings back for me too. So, um, you know, we'll see there, but I think, you know, Castillo's the, the, the big fish right now, go and get him. You can kind of let a couple other things shake out, I think, and wait and see on, on a couple other things down the stretch. Yeah, it's 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 going to be an interesting time. I mean, the Yankees waited until just a couple weeks before the trade deadline to start showing some cracks in the lineup and the bullpen faltering. He had, it was Licky's turn last night. So it's uh, it's going to be an interesting time for Brian Cashman to decide what he believes is the start of a downward trend that needs to be addressed or a blip in the radar in an otherwise historic season. So we'll see, but I, I hope he is on the phone trying to make sure Luis Castillo doesn't get too far from New York after, after last night's start. But anyway, time to, uh, time to put that red series behind us. It was a frustrating one, but to try to keep it in perspective, they also just swept the Rays before coming to New York. And then that Rays team, turned around and swept a four-game series from the team that had taken two in a row from the Yankees before this Red Series, and and that's the Red Sox. So they've now lost 8 of 10 Boston, the only two wins coming uh, against the Yankees in the last two games of the series at Fenway when the Yankees got that four-game split. But now they close out the first half of the season before the All-Star break with three against Boston. And again, for previews on every Yankees series make sure you're subscribed rate review all that good stuff uh, but Sean three three against Boston to uh, close this thing out before the all-star break starting starting tonight the Red Sox go with their best right off the jump they've got you've got Eovaldi against Montgomery who we, we didn't even mention in our playoff rotation stuff but he has a 3-1-9 ERA it's pretty crazy that he kind of gets overlooked but how are you? Uh, how are you feeling about this series? Another go at Boston, who looks pretty, um, pretty underwhelming right now. They're just four games above five hundred after their recent struggles. They're, uh, yeah, their manager getting a little, a little feisty and angry in post game interviews lately as they continue to struggle. But they're always going to play the Yankees hard. So gearing, gearing up for a couple more 
10, 9, 11, 10, four and a half hour game, something like that. Cause it seems to always happen. Uh, we'll see. I mean, we're not at the, you know, Fenway, so maybe things will be a little bit more calm in terms of the back and forth, but, um, I, I want at minimum two or three, this series, the, the Red Sox are playing poorly. I know they have sale going Sunday and Evaldi going tonight, but, um, I want two or three. They got Montgomery. Montgomery has been very, very good. You're right. Um, he's, he's underrated. He's constantly overlooked. Um, I, I still think the Yankees have the advantage tonight and I think they'll have the advantage on Sunday too, with Cole up against, um, sale. Just, just please walk Devers. That's all I ask is I when know. Devers comes up against Cole, just send him to first base. Even if the bases are loaded, give him the Barry Bonds treatment. I don't care. I want two out of three this series. The Red Sox are scuffling. The Yankees, look, you get into that Fenway Park. Red Sox always play a little bit more inspired there. Yankees kind of kicked the ball around in that last game. Go into the all-star break feeling good about yourself. At least take two out of three. I think um, the middle game is, is, you know, I'd love to see something out of Tyone because he's been terrible for a month now. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know if that, if that's going to happen, that'd be great. Um, but at least win the Cole and the Monty game, please like take two out of three here, get some guys going again and go into all-star break feeling, you know, kind of like you got the mojo back heading into the second half. I think that would be tremendous. And then during the all-star break, which we can talk about on our next episode, give judge an extension and trade for Castillo. And then by the time we come back to view doubleheader in Houston, I'm going to be on cloud nine again. So this will be all be behind us. But I want two out of three. I think that's totally fair. What do you think? No, absolutely. I mean, you're you're playing at home. You're playing against a team that's dropped eight out of ten, and you're the best. It's the team with the best record in baseball. Absolutely, the expectation should be to to win the series. Uh, Eovaldi has given the Yankees trouble at times in the past. He's having another strong season at three one six ERA. Um, but Mon- Montgomery's been terrific. The Saturday game. I know Tyone has had his struggles, but Nick Nick Pavetta's not not much better. He uh, has a 4.08 ERA. That's higher than Tyone's. And then in the finale, you've got Cole. I know he's had his struggles against Boston, ma- mainly at Fenway. But you know you have Sale pitching for the first time in a very long time. So you, well, you he also Tuesday didn't. Oh yeah, sorry, he pitched Tuesday. Pitched um, well. Yeah, he did pitch well. He didn't allow a run. Um, so it's his second outing. So still probably not going to go too far into the game. You would expect they're going to be careful with him given his injury history. So it's a good chance to kind of keep things close early with Cole and then get into the Boston bullpen. That that should be a candidate for for a W and head into a into the all-star break with a win and, and hopefully a series win. And again, not, not even really that much of, of a break. So it's, it's important to finish this, this series strong and go into this mini break feeling good before you have to get right back at it. I mean, you have the Derby on Monday, the all-star game, you're going to have six Yankees there going across the country to LA. And then you have one day off after that. And then boom, double header in Houston and three game series on the road against the red hot Orioles. So it's it's not it's not too much of a break, but one, one I think the Yankees need, and one I think the Yankees will, and their fans especially will enjoy a lot better if if it comes on the heels of of a series win over their rivals and, and a chance to really really bury Boston yeah. in, in in the division. I mean, if they lose this series, I'm going to be in meltdown mode on Monday. Just totally. I think I think that's a bit of, of an overreaction. Still, that's but. okay. I'm allowed to be emotional. 
Um, yeah, if you yeah. had all that desire to be mad burning within while they've been so good all year, I've I know I've been happy. I haven't wanted to be mad. No, I I've been I've been giving guys passes left and right, except for Donaldson. Really, I've even been kind of soft on Gallo. But uh, when we do when we do come back, uh, just so all uh, all our listeners know, we are going to have Randy Wilkins on our next episode on Monday, which will be the day that the captain premieres. Randy directed the captain, so we got into learning a little bit more about what the process of, of working with Derek Jeter on such a, such a big project was like, uh, you won't want to miss that. And hopefully we're going to be talking about a series sweep at minimum two out of three, uh, anything other than that, then we're going to, I'm going to be pretty upset, but, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully the Yankees here can, can take care of business and get, get it going. And, you know, we'll see. I, I, I think, uh, hopefully the Red Sox will wake them up a little bit. Maybe now that they, Pitched the lower leverage guys yesterday. The the bullpen's kind of reset and and ready to go here. So um, we'll see what happens. The last series before the break. And look, couple, last couple of games, notwithstanding, it's been an incredible first half. So thankful for the way the teams performed, and uh, you know, ready to ready to go out with a bang. All right, who gets the bell? I'm going. I'm going Glaber. Um, gets a couple of big home runs. Yeah, that that's that's a good pick. Uh, I'm going to go with Stanton. Feel like uh, he, he's due to cr- cr- have a Red Sox crushing series. I forget who I picked. Uh, I'm giving the belt to no one uh, last week. Well, I'll take it. I said Cole. I'll take Cole. It. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> definitely win it then. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, that's it. We'll uh, see everyone after the Boston series. Again, we'll talk to Randy Wilkins, director of the captain, next time we meet. But until then, enjoy the Boston series. And thanks to everybody for listening. Let's go, Yanks. <laughs>